Good evening. Welcome to our uh, children's Christmas program here this evening at Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Tyson Bibb. Uh, warm uh, Christmas greetings to you here as we are so close to that blessed holiday. We'll begin our time this evening with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessed gift of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who came in such great humility to serve us. We thank you, O Lord, that in great love your Son was sent to die and rise, that we, poor lowly sinners, would know your love, and that we would receive your forgiveness, and also, O Lord, the promise of being with you forever in heaven. Fill our hearts with joy as we remember your, your many blessings to us, given in and through your Son, our Savior, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Angels are an incredible and fascinating part of God's creation. They are described as winged creatures, holy and brilliantly bright. They shine with the glory of heaven and often take on the form of a man. Angels faithfully serve God as heavenly messengers and mighty soldiers. They are seen throughout the Bible but are especially present in God's plan of salvation in Christ. The story of the birth of Christ begins with God sending his angels on a mission. They were to bring good news to God's people. The angel Gabriel visits Zechariah to tell of the coming of the birth of John the Baptist. The angel Gabriel was also sent to Mary and Joseph to tell the coming of the birth of Jesus, the Son of God. Later, on Christmas, a whole host of angels are sent to the shepherds to announce the birth of the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Throughout the Bible, these servants of God have shown their purpose of their creation, to glorify God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They demonstrate this by faithfully bringing messages from God which provide comfort, joy, and wisdom. God sends his angels to guide and protect, to watch and warn. When the angel Gabriel visited Mary, Mary was greatly troubled. But Gabriel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Gabriel then explained the importance of the child she would carry and give birth to. Rather than panicking, Mary was comforted by this message from the Holy Spirit, delivered by the angel Gabriel. She said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. May God grant that we be like Mary when she heard the word of the Lord from the angel, receiving it in faith, praising God, and giving thanks to him for the countless gifts of grace he gives to us. We now sing hymn number 368, Angels We Have Heard on High. Hymn number 
tell her she would give birth to God's son. We know this news troubled Joseph until an angel of the Lord visited him also and told him not to fear. Once the news of the census came, Joseph and Mary were required to travel to Bethlehem, and little is said about their journey. We must wonder, though, what was their nearly 100-mile journey like together? What did they talk about? Were they afraid? The grueling geography of the area would have taken them through long, arid plains and high, rocky hills. All the while, Mary was pregnant and Joseph was on foot guiding a donkey, which carried his betrothed. What great faith they must have had to travel so far on a dangerous journey, not knowing when Mary would give birth. However, God's timing is always right, and Mary and Joseph were guided to a lowly stable with a manger just in time for the birth of God's son. They were chosen by God the Father to be the earthly parents of his only beyond son, our Savior, Jesus. We now sing hymn 361, O Little Town of Bethlehem, 361.
great joy that was and is for all people. In nativity scenes, we see Jesus, Mary, and Joseph surrounded by shepherds as they marvel at the holy child. However, it is very likely that these shepherds were much younger than we imagined. Just think of David and how young he was when he was tending his father's sheep. It is very common in the culture of the Middle East for shepherds to be young. The job of staying with the sheep was more than just a job. It was it was a bit it was big and sometimes a dangerous commitment. Days, weeks, and months ago, and months would go by by for shepherds with only their contact of being their sheep and other shepherds. The night would have begun like all others, bedding down to rest, building a fire to stay warm, and being watchful. Catching moments of sleep here and there, all of a sudden, the drowsy slumber was interrupted by an angel. Maybe it was a bright light, maybe it was a man, but we know this. An angel spoke to, the, to those there, telling them of birth, the birth of Christ. Then, there's, to their astonishment, a whole army of angels appeared with great joy, glorifying God in the heavens for sending his son to earth. It is no wonder the shepherds left to investigate the matter for themselves. We now sing hymn 364, Away in a Manger, 364. <coughs> now sing Away in a Manger. Once again, the details of this part of the Christmas story are somewhat vague, but yet clear enough for us to understand God's plan. We know these men traveled to see the Christ child, and, at their arrival, they presented him with gifts. 
We know they traveled from the east and that their journey would have taken them months. We can say with confidence that these men knew and believed God's word. The prophecy from Daniel chapter 9 gives a timeline for the birth of the Messiah. So upon studying God's word, the wise men would have had an idea of when this would occur. Is it a coincidence their timing was perfect? Not at all. They were guided by God. The Lord guided their journey from the east all the way to Jerusalem and King Herod, and then on to Bethlehem to Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. They honored God by presenting the child with kingly gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being warned in a dream, they were guided to return home another way to avoid Herod. As the wise men honored our Savior, so also should we. God grant that we honor our Savior and King with lives of humble thanks and praise, evermore praising Him as we joyfully receive His word and sacrament. Like the wise men, we read and study God's word. By the power of the Spirit, we trust and believe in Him, even when the journey that lies ahead is long and dangerous. Though we might be afraid, we trust that His word is true. We remember the dawn of our salvation at Christmas, the coming of Christ to earth, which saved each and every one of us. Without the manger, there is no cross. Without the cross, there is no salvation. Thanks be to God the Father for, sending, for the sending of his Son into our midst, who carried the weight of our sin and brought to us everlasting life.
Lord Jesus Christ, from the lips of children we have heard uh, songs of your praise and the retelling of your glorious coming to us also as a child. We pray that you would fill us with wonder and joy and awe that this uh, wondrous thing has been accomplished by you, that is, our salvation, that you took on flesh, took upon the burden of our sin, died on the cross and rose again, that we might have in you all things, forgiveness, life, and salvation. May this fill us with peace and joy now and always. In your name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Amen. We now sing hymn 387, Joy to the World. That's hymn 387. <laughs>